Good morning, church. It's yes, thank you for saying good morning back. That just brought me some life. Okay, it's small church today, holiday weekend. So if you guys would like to move a little bit closer, I wouldn't be mad about it. If you don't, that's fine too. No? Okay, that's Nate says no. That's okay. If you'd like to stand and join me in worship, that'd be awesome. For people online, thank you for joining us. We're so excited you're here. to heaven and spoke your name into the night and through the darkness your loving kindness to through the shadows of my soul the work is finished the end is written Jesus Christ, my living hope. Who could imagine so great a mercy? What heart could fathom such boundless grace? The God of angels stepped down from glory. To wear my sin and bear my shame. The cross has spoken, I am forgiven. The King of Kings calls me his own. Beautiful Savior, I'm yours forever. Jesus Christ. My living home. And hallelujah, praise the one who set me free. Hallelujah, death has lost its grip on me. You have broken every chain. There's salvation in your name. Jesus Christ, my living hope. Then came the morning that sealed the promise. Your very body began to breathe. Out of the silence, the roaring lion declare the grave has no claim on me then came the morning that sealed the promise your very 
Good morning, church family. <laughs> so I have the honor of um, leading testimony time this morning or time this week or recently where 
we know that it was the Lord's hand at work and um, we spotted him. So if anyone has something to share, just raise your hand or if you're on Zoom, um, you can just put your name in chat and we'll highlight you and you can share. So I've got one. So recently, <laughs> always, always, um, uh, my brother's had some trouble. He's out in Denver and some medical trouble and he needs help and he's getting surgery today. I mean, it's quick. He, they just found out that he had trouble. So, um, and then the outpouring of prayer for him. We have people in India praying for him. We have people praying all over the world for him. And um, I just give the Lord all the glory for, um, uh, for that. We're not hopeless, we're not helpless. Yep. All right. Oh, here's one. All right. Good morning. Um, my name's Katie, and I would say yesterday my parents came to see me in the morning for my birthday, and my dad and I have not had the best relationship. I would say it was, I mean, we just never saw eye to eye and he was very strict on us growing up. And I think there's a lot that he regrets as a dad raising us the way he did and a lot of wounds in childhood. Um, last year he had, I think he kind of had a reawakening with God and he apologized for, you know, everything that had happened growing up. and. You know, while it was, you know, surprising and beautiful, I wasn't at the point where I could fully forgive him. And I wasn't at the point where I could just clear that in my heart. And the last month or so, I've had a lot of stirring and in the Holy Spirit. And I know that yesterday, I, I don't think his health is that great. I don't really know a lot of details because he keeps a lot to himself. But I didn't want there ever to be a point where he was no longer on the earth and there was unforgiveness in my heart. So yesterday when he came over, I was able to forgive him and talk to him and just sit down with him. And that was very few and far between growing up. So it was really a beautiful moment. And I give all the glory to God for giving me the strength to do that. Yes. All right. Anyone else? All right. And if there are any students home here, I've, now's the time to release you and you can go to your classrooms. Seriously. Oh, Allison's in the back to get the kids. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. I'm Tom, and um, I'm here to do announcements this morning, but I figure it's only appropriate that since we just learned some new information here that we all wish Katie a happy birthday weekend. I'm not going to sing. Andrew might, but I'm not. 
So uh, first, please take a moment to let us know you're here by filling out either the digital connection card on the website or the physical green card that is in front of you in the pew. If you're new to Genesis, um, first off, we'd like you to stand up and each give a three and a half minute speech about your life story, because people like doing that. No, just uh, text new to Genesis to 94000 if you're willing to uh, commit to receiving our notifications. Um, if you filled out the physical green card, you can drop that off in the wooden box in the narthex at the back of the church. And uh, this is also where you can place your offering if you've brought it with you. Um, thank you to everyone who's continued to give online and through texting. For people on Zoom and Facebook, we are taking communion today. So um, take a walk around your house and find some elements that you can use for communion during our connection time. The big one today is we're talking about Humble Design, and Humble Design is an organization that works to end homelessness for individuals, families, and veterans by providing an in-home makeover to create a fresh start and life-changing space. With homelessness, obviously getting off the street and getting into a place in itself is a task in itself, but then that's just the beginning of the hurdle, having to furnish a, a place to make it your own is an even bigger obstacle sometimes. So this is where they step in. When they welcome a family home, one of the things the family loves seeing most is the framed family photo. Before they sit on their couch or lay in their bed, they spot the first picture and search all the other, um, I'm sorry, spot the first picture and search for all the others the designers print out for them. A lot of the picture frames get donated to their warehouse. And some are cuter than others. And to help make them the most usable, we are going to do a love and action day. And we're going to paint frames for humble design from 2 to 4 p.m. on Saturday, June 24th here at the church. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So uh, one more thing. Obviously, we're all about community here. And one of the ways that we like to come together is to eat food because food is love. And so June 4th, next Sunday, we're going to do a burger bar. And we'd like you to bring your best toppings or favorite condiments, and we will meet after service and uh, have some good food. On that note, um, we're going to release you for connection. So take a couple minutes and say hi to everybody that's here. We're like the Genesis Marines today, the few and the proud. Uh, we're, glad, we're glad you're here, and um, hope you have a great holiday weekend. But stand up, say hi to somebody, and um, we'll get things rolling here shortly.
So to close out connection time, we're gonna sing one more song. Surprise. So if you guys wanna join me and sing this last song, that'd be awesome. If you guys could sing this one really loud, I think I'm losing my voice. So we'll see how this goes. Just sing really loud, then it won't matter. <laughs> Worthy of every song we could ever sing. Worthy of every praise we could ever bring. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe, we live for you. Jesus, the name above every other name. Jesus, the only one who could ever save. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe, we live for you, we live for you, and holy, there is no one like you, there is none beside you, open up my eyes in wonder, and show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me worthy of every song we could ever sing worthy of every praise we could ever bring Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe, we live for you. Jesus, the name above every other name. Jesus, the only one who could ever save. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe, we live for you, we live for you. And holy, there is no one like you, there is none beside you. Open up my eyes in wonder and show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me and i will build my life upon your love it is a firm foundation and i will put my trust in you alone and i will not be shaken and i will build 
upon your love it is a firm foundation and I will put my trust in you alone and I will not be shaken holy there is no one like you there is none beside you open up my eyes in wonder and show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me and I Upon your love, it is a firm foundation, and I will put my trust in you alone, and I will not be shaken, and I will build my life upon your is a firm foundation and I will put my trust in you alone and I will not be shaken Thank you, Hannah. I want to start uh, with this thought from Richard Rohr. <clears throat> says, there is no Islamic, Christian, or Jewish way of breathing. There is no American, African, or Asian way of breathing. There is no rich or poor way of breathing. The playing field is utterly leveled. Let me pray. God, we re-invite you into this space. Your presence, your activity is already known. And so we ask for more, more of you, more of your spirit, more of what we need that we don't even know. And meet us with your love this morning. And I pray in Jesus' name, amen. This morning we're going to be in John chapter 20, so if you want to follow the text um, on a device or Bible, it'll also, all the scriptures will also be on the screen behind me. But John chapter 20, starting at verse 19, 
says, Later on that day, so here's uh, context. That day means after a couple of the disciples and Mary had found an empty tomb. So it wasn't just like later on that day. It's like later on on the day that was like the most significant in Christian history. So a little context there. They found the tomb empty. Jesus' body's gone. They're not sure if someone stole it. They're not sure what has happened. It says, the disciples had gathered together, but fearful of the Jews, had locked all the doors in the house. Jesus entered. So those two statements should feel in conflict. (laughs) They had locked all the doors in the house. Jesus entered. (laughs) Stood among them and said, peace to you. Then he showed them his hands and sighed. Mystics, get excited. This is our text. Somehow Jesus is mm, matterless enough to walk through all the locked doors and yet contains enough matter to be able to show hands inside. Interesting, interesting little place there to be. Verse 20, it says, the disciples seeing the master with their own eyes were awestruck. Jesus repeated his greeting, peace to you. Just as the father sent me, I send you. And then he took a deep breath and breathed into them. Receive the Holy Spirit, he said. So this is Pentecost Sunday, and most of us think of Pentecost as the releasing of the tongues of fire in the upper room. Like, that's the story that most people, when they think about Pentecost. But this is a story about Jesus releasing the Holy Spirit in this private setting. Jesus takes this deep breath and breathes into them. Breath plays a pretty cool role throughout the scriptures. Ezekiel 37. Prophesy to those bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life and then you will know that I am the Lord. With breath, there's life. Without breath, there's no life. Breathing is literally the first thing we do when we're born and the last thing we do before we transition. In John 20, Jesus breathes on 
the fearful disciples and says, peace be with you, receive the Holy Spirit. I think that Jesus was making a clear connection to the first creation narrative. Genesis 2, verse 7, it says, Then the Lord God formed man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. But now as a resurrected Jesus, as a Jesus whose form has changed, Jesus is now changing the form of that story. Jesus is recreating and mimicking this creation story, but it's in a new way. God is once again breathing into the clay of the earth, but with breath that will make them fully alive. The breath of God's spirit. Wesley Ellis highlights this, an interesting quirk about the Hebrew and Greek languages in which the earliest manuscripts of the scriptures were written is that in both of them, the word for spirit and the word for breath are synonyms. In, he in Hebrew, uh, resident Hebrew, I, I was gonna say ruach, Sound good? You like it? Okay. In Hebrew, it is ruach, and in Greek, it is pneuma. And both are translated either as spirit or as breath. So the reader or the translator simply has to choose from the context which one they think is appropriate. So for example, Let's say you come across Genesis chapter 1, verse 2. It's pretty early in the book. I thought I'd get more laughs out of that one. Genesis chapter, you don't, don't give me courtesy laughs ever. It'll only encourage me. Genesis chapter 1, verse 2, where it says, And the earth was a formless chaos, and darkness was on the face of the abyss, and the Ruach of God hovered over the surface of the waters. So when you see the word ruach, you have to decide. Is it spirit or is it breath? Now, of course, you could see why most translators would choose spirit, and that would make sense. So then it would read, the spirit of God hovered over the surface of the waters. It is the Spirit of God, present in creation, hovering over the chaotic void of existence, about to bring life and order from nothingness. But in the Hebrew mindset, maybe it's a false dichotomy to assume then that breath is wrong. <laughs> Perhaps this Ruach is actually a spirit and a breath. Both. The breath of God 
that is about to fill the lungs of creation. As we referenced before, in the very next chapter, Genesis chapter 2, God actually breathes into a pile of dust and creates humanity. So the text would read, the breath of God hovered over the surface of the waters. Both can be true. So fast forward then to John chapter 20. When Jesus is standing before the disciples in his ascended form. And Jesus said to them again, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I'm sending you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive holy pneuma. Well, of course, that's been translated Holy Spirit. But Jesus literally breathes on them. <laughs> it could just as well be translated, and when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive holy breath. Quite literally speaking, it is a breath that the disciples are receiving. They had already agreed to the mission. They had already submitted to Jesus. But they were missing something in their discipleship. They were missing the breath. And Jesus breathes holy breath on his disciples. And it is the same breath that hovered over a formless void and exhaled all of the created order. And it is the same breath that inflated the lungs of humanity from a pile of dust. And it is the same breath that transformed a pile of dry bones into a living and breathing army. And now, this breath is going to fill the disciples of Jesus. It's no wonder so many mystics and contemplative practices are anchored in breathing. And it's no wonder why a deep breath can calm our racing soul. We can so easily forget about breathing, not even realizing it's happening. It's been happening since I got up here to talk, in all of you, hopefully. I don't need that, not today. But if breath were taken from us, then we would cease to be. A lot of you know I've gotten into yoga over the last year. Focusing on your breathing isn't just yogi stuff. 
but it is a deeply spiritual practice that when we orient our breathing toward God, it can center us and it can give us new life. Focusing on our breathing can be a way of re-engaging with God. Not because breath is God, but because God is breath. Ruach and Numa. In his book, The Naked Now, Richard Rohr points out that the name of God in the Old Testament, that which has been translated as Yahweh, the word most often translated as Lord in all caps when you're reading a Bible, that it was not a spoken word, but it was a breathed word. Rohr says, many are convinced that its correct pronunciation is an attempt to replicate and imitate the sound of inhalation and exhalation. I'm putting a little bit of emphasis in there. (laughs) Richard says, the one thing we all do every moment of our lives is therefore to speak the name of God. When considered in this way, God is suddenly as available and as accessible as the very thing that we all do constantly. Breathe. God is everywhere and God is in everyone. That means God is in you whether you know it or not, whether you are awake to it or not, and whether you like it or not. (laughs) And God is also in those around us. Drawing our focus to our breath is a simple way to drop out of our linear mind to consciously enter into the spirit through our breath. It's not lost on me that we don't ask for breath. That every breath we have is a gift. As a spiritual practice goes, using our breath as a way to lead us into prayer is probably the simplest and the most complex spiritual practice that we could engage in. And so this morning I wanted us to practice. So, shake out your uh, energy, like your anxiousness. I'm not gonna have anybody get on stage. Nobody's gonna get embarrassed. But I do want us to practice taking some breathing and we'll see if see if God shows up in that space so it might be helpful for you to um, I usually have my shoulders like way up like try and bring your shoulders down so that you're not trying to carry the weight of the world on your shoulders because that's not your job anyway so bring your shoulders down 
Maybe place your hands on your lap. You might want to place your hands open, like palms up, that you, you want your body to reflect the, or to lead the posture of your heart. And you might want to close your eyes so that you're not distracted. You don't have to. There's not, nothing magical is going to happen up here. But what, what I want us to do is to start just by, we're going to take a few cleansing breaths. And so we're going to breathe in through our nose, and then we're going to sigh it out our mouth. So let's do a, a few of those. Breathe in through your nose, and then sigh it out your mouth. Try and sigh it louder than me, and I have a microphone. Let's try it again. Breathe in through our nose, and sigh it out your mouth. Let's continue that breathing then through our nose. And if you want to try and inflate from your belly to your ribs, to your chest, and then exhale from your chest to your ribs, to your belly. And kind of establish this type of breathing. You may notice that your heart rate is starting to slow. And we want to gently turn our focus to our breath. If you practice and you want to add your unjaib for those around you, kind of breathing, exhaling like you're fogging up a mirror. Connecting. And we want to think about the idea of Yahweh. Yahweh in our exhale. Yah. as you continue to breathe let's inquire of God let's ask God this question are you trying to love me God, are you trying to love me?
God, are you trying to love me? As you're able, start to move your fingers a little bit, coming back to join us here in this room. Move your fingers, maybe stretch your arms, stretch your legs. Come back to being present with us in this space. For some, you experience God's grace of being able to sit here in silence and breathe. (laughs) And hopefully you experienced that. For others, you may have had a moment where God was speaking to you, speaking to you of God's love for you, or even God's love for others. Others' names might have come to mind, scenarios might have come to mind. Or you might have just sat in an empty room and felt extremely awkward. And that's okay. I'm glad I could provide that for you. (laughs) If God brought someone or something to mind, you should note it. You should write it down, capture it in your phone. Jesus had an intention behind the breathing practice in John 20. And that intention was to send out his followers equipped. Equipped in the same way that Jesus was sent from the Father. Filled with holy breath. Not just agreeing to the ideas Not just following Jesus around, but filled with holy breath. Jesus wanted to send them out to be extensions of himself in the world. Going not only with his likeness, but now filled with the same spirit and having the same breath. And it is God's intention for this morning as well. So, for those of you who say, I feel like I've been following Jesus, I don't know that I share the breath. I want to pray and breathe on you this morning. I did brush my teeth this morning, but we want to make space for that. For those who say, I move with that spirit and I move with that breath, then this morning we celebrate you. Everyday people, living and loving like Jesus. This is who we are. And so we want to do today what Jesus did with his disciples. Bo is going to move us into a time of communion. 
where we're going to gather together and we're going to take the elements in celebration of Jesus and someone in your little circle may want you to pray for them or breathe on them. You can do that. This isn't relegated to paid clergy. We believe in the priesthood of all believers. And so if there's a relationship that you have here that you trust, then take that step during that time. But we don't only want to practice communion with each other, we want to practice what Jesus did, which was sending out his disciples with holy breath into a world that is desperate for it. And so we want you to take communion together. Bo's going to give us very clear instructions. But then we want you to consider offering communion to others outside of this building. As a, as a reminder or as an invitation that God desires union with them. And so we've prepared travel packs and we've prepared a script. You don't even have to try and think of what to say. It's already been thought of for you. But before we send you out to do that, we want to celebrate it and practice it here together. So I'm gonna step over here, and if there's anyone who's feeling that sense that they want to be prayed for and breathed on, it's not gonna be too awkward. It might be awkward. It might, it'll be awkward. I'll just say that. You can step to me, but Bo's going to come up. He's going to set up this communion practice, and then we'll share communion together, and then we will ask of the Lord, is there someone that you're trying to love today, that you want them to know your love? God might have already put them on your heart, and so consider that. So, Bo, I'll hand this off to you. I'm going to step to the side over here, and uh, let's celebrate together. So just as Jesus said, peace to you, just as the Father has sent me, we send you. So here's what we're going to do as we partake together. So I've got these little bags prepared and we're going to have you just grump uh, grump clump grump around like in a, in a pocket of four or five people to be able to do this together what i love about this is participation in jesus this is how people participate it's one of those those inclusions and says welcome to the table and so we, we want to invite you, a, a pocket of five people. And so I've got um, in here a little thing of eight ounces of juice, five cups, and a roll. And so if I can have a, I have probably, I don't know, maybe there's like 10 people who'd be willing to grab these and the, and the a cue sheet, and we'll gather around it in pockets of five, four or five, whatever, whoever's closest to you. But do I have some people who are willing to grab a bag? And so come on up, look at each other, and be like, oh gosh, I guess I'm the walker.
Here you go. Oh, let me get you one, and we're going to need one of these as well. Thank you, Patty. And a sheet. Okay, does it look like people have gathered? Oh, somebody over here has got to take uh, um, an ownership of a bag. We've got a pocket of five right here in the front. Greg? Oh, looks like Tony's moving too. Okay, here you go. Anybody else kind of, um, okay, here comes, here comes one more. Here's your cue sheet, Greg. If you have six and you need an extra set of cl uh, cups, oh, here. if you have more than five and you need an extra set of cups, just let me know. So let me talk you through. Let me, let's talk us through a portion of this together. Because part of this is just us in some sort of simple way practicing. You have, okay, you need more cups. Okay. And so here's the script. Let me just walk us through before we even, just so you can kind of see the sheet. We're going to say, we take communion together to be reminded of God's love for us as demonstrated by Jesus. We are God's family. God was always looking to create a household. And so this is saying, welcome to the table. Love needs practice of breathing, of being like, whether we've known it or not, this reality of included and a portion of that, recognized by Jesus and being invited to eat. So we can just be reminded of that. And then we've got a, a small scripture of one of the accounts of Jesus breaking bread with his disciples, even one that would betray him, even one who was on just like a mess. And one of the people in that group, all of them were a mess, but even one was like a major mess. And Jesus is like, come, come to the table, come to the table. That one mess was even filled with the devil, it says. Come to the debt table. <laughs> so if the one that's filled with Satan, right, is not told, hey, get out of here, but is welcomed in there, I think that we're welcomed. And so with that, here is the scripture. And Jesus took bread and he gave thanks and broke it and gave it to them saying, this is my body given for you, this this is my part. This is love. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. That's what Jesus said. So we're going to read those words. And then, then the take. So take the bread and the juice and the cups and pour a little bit out for everybody. So somebody wants to serve the people. So everybody has a little piece of bread and juice. And then one of the people there can just pray. And they could just Offer a prayer of thanks to God for Jesus giving himself in an act of love towards us. And so that could be as simple as, Jesus, thank you for your act of love of giving yourself for us. Amen. Or, thank you, Jesus. Amen. Right? Like, like it's just an act of gratitude and, and thanksgiving. This is a portion of that self-giving. That's what love looks like. It's voluntary self-giving. So, okay, so you pray. 
and then the act, tear off a piece of bread and eat and drink the juice in the cups. And then we added a little bit of something in here after everybody has taken it. It's just to take a moment and to listen. We want you to do this. Just kind of sit after you've taken it for 20 seconds and somebody can just read this and listen to see if the Lord wants to share a very something specific for any of the people sitting in there that could strengthen, encourage, or comfort those who have gathered with you. And if you hear something encouraging, comforting, strengthening, you could share it with them and bless them. I love Jesus's words when he did this, and again and again he said, peace be with you. A very specific word to a group of people who are afraid. And so, listen, if you, we've been practicing this as a community. If you hear nothing, it's fine. This is not, um, but we want to give everybody a chance as we're together in this, just to see if, I, I love that they talked about these disciples and the breaking of bread, they, they experienced Jesus in it. And so, we would love for you to kind of pause, listen, and if you have something to share, awesome. If you don't, that's fine. And at the end, um, and then you don't have to ask, can I pray for you? But at the end, if somebody wants to pray the blessing over everybody who's done that. So let's just practice this and um, together uh, now. So anybody got any questions? Okay, so let's take a moment and just kind of go through this, this act of union, this act of remembrance, this act of eating and drinking that Jesus invited us to.
Okay, okay, well, well done. Step two. So as we, as we, we took that, um, and we're in a season where we said, you know what, we're going to practice taking commun doing communion, recognizing the self-giving love of Jesus through the elements and that participation of his love, eating and drinking. We're going to do that weekly for a season, maybe ongoing. But the challenge was it was something that's rather new for us. But we also knew that there's people who are part of our community who can't come in person and who are, are either stuck, and some are stuck because of health issues, and others are um, stuck because of, some are stuck because of fear and, and because of uh, other things that are going on in life. And so we wanted to recognize people and remember that continue to say they belong. They belong to God, they belong to us. And so we, um, we have a couple people who we have already contacted and who have said, yes, they would love to have someone just come and bring them communion today. They've said yes to it, and it's meant to be a five to ten minute thing. It's not meant to be like you don't got to take a ham dinner or anything with you. It's just to take communion, just to do exactly what we've we've done if you want so i have two people specifically who have had said yes one was an individual had back surgery a week ago in his home and the other had a, a knee replacement a week ago and so steve and mary calcagno is one they're in rochester hills and they said that they would love to receive communion today and so we're looking for someone who would be willing like now <laughs> to go to rochester hills and take them communion as of somebody being sent and the second person is sandy van eck who lives right over here in royal oak and um you know they, they have they have people in their homes and she has people with her but she said she would love for someone to come and to bring her communion so those are the two that i have signed up but what we also wanted to do is you might even have people in your own home who weren't able to make it today or who are roommates or, you know, they just weren't even really to be present. And you're like, oh, I think they would love to participate too. We could do that around our table and or I'm going to have lunch with someone or, or I have a neighbor or, but we wanted to pause and see if God just wanted to bring up somebody in your head who that might be an act of love in an occlusion of just saying they have not been forgotten. The three biggest lies in this world are you're alone, no one has your back, and there's not enough. Aren't they? And the gospel, the good news of Jesus, pushes every one of those lies aside with the greater truth. You are mine. I have your back, and I'm enough for you. And people have your back because you're a part of a family. God has flesh. God took on flesh in Jesus, and God took on flesh in you. And he says, I send you, as Jesus was sent. So with that, I invite us as listening, sent, and breathed upon people to take a moment and to see, Lord, is there someone that you would, is there someone that needs to remember they're not forgotten? And that this chance to partake in communion together could be for them. So are you willing to listen with me? So let's take 20 seconds.
So, Father, um, bring to mind if there's someone. And so I invite you, and again, uh, when we were encouraged about being people who listen, I encourage you to feel comfortable being naive about it. Even if you felt the pressure of whatever it was and a name popped into your head, I would say, if you got a face of someone, if a name popped in, this isn't going to hurt anybody. It's no pressure. They can say, no, it's no big deal. But if you hurt someone, we have a bag with a roll and some juice, and we'll give you another little script if you want to follow along with them um, to, to do so. And also, is there anybody willing to go to Rochester Hills to go to Steve and Mary Calcagno? Oh, Katie, all right. Katie, would you come and grab that? And then, um, I will, I have their address on my phone right now. Here's this and this. Is somebody willing to go to Sandy Ben X? Oh, Katrina. Awesome. And so our practice for the fourth Sunday is that we're going to be just continuing trying to collect names and ask people. So every fourth Sunday, we'll be sending people to deliver communion to people who are... So if you know of someone who would like to partake of it, I'll get you that address for Sandy and, and stuff. And so then, and if well, if you heard, I know I'm going to do it in my house with Carmel, she wasn't here. Uh, if, you, if you heard of any, anybody here name? Need a bag? Come on up, let's grab a bag, Brendan. Anybody else hear a name? Think of a name? Don't worry, I will not recycle these rolls and juice for the next month. <laughs> Here's this and this. If you did and you want to grab this, or if you're just thinking about it, if you want a bag. I'm getting a call from somebody, but that's okay. We'll see. Um, if you want to grab a bag, if you're a little too embarrassed to come up, or you didn't want to sort of like acknowledge that, these are here. If there's somebody in your home, if you would like one to be able to do that, we have made an extra like 20 of them. Or if you would just like a roll to take with you, that is fine too, because the bread will be gotten rid of. So, as our Lord and Savior Jesus did with us, as Nate had said, as he spoke, as I was sent, I send you. And that sending that Jesus said was to be self-giving voluntarily. Jesus said that will look like the cross. It will, it will look like a portion of death, but in that death you will find life. This world says, go after life and cling to it. But Jesus continues to invite us to say, give up that pursuit. 
and give of yourself with my life. So may we be filled with that life, with that participation. You do not go alone because we are filled with the Spirit of God. We have union with God. And so, as Jesus was sent, we say yes and go as well. Amen. May God bless you and keep you. If you want another bag and a script of that, come and grab it. Happy Memorial Day tomorrow as you observe and participate and get a chance to celebrate how lovely that is. Thank you for joining us. Doug and Ann, again, we apologize for the military Marine use, and the Army is just as good as the Marines as you both served there. If you don't know Doug and Ann, they're both, both veterans for a long time within the Army. Um, God bless you. Have a great Sunday.